Hello, GoCast listeners. I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. And we're really, really tired. <laughs> Very tired. This is post-GoFest Seattle. Uh, we got a chance to experience all three days and a little bit of Seattle uh, in the margins, I suppose, of that experience. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was there was something about Seattle in our time here. I think so. It was kind of a blur, but at the same time, this entire weekend was filled with so many memories and everything that, wow. Anyway, we really wanted to record something at the end, right after our last day here at GoFest Seattle 2022. And so we're just going to kind of give a brief little overview, some thoughts, feelings about the event overall. And, uh, you know, just some just some feedback and stuff we've had, um, especially uh, with 200 being around the corner. We thought it'd be kind of important to maybe cover this a little bit earlier so that we didn't have to cover it on 200 at length. Right. We'll talk about it, I'm sure, a little bit, but, you know, maybe not as long as. Yeah, there'll, there'll be something because we got to talk about our week, but not the major details. Probably. Right. Right. So. Uh, Kyle, why don't you give us sort of a rundown of what the park experience was like? Uh, well, actually, I suppose a better starting place is to remind everybody is that uh, the the attendee experience was actually split into two halves. There was a city experience and a park experience. And the park experience consisted of what we've kind of come to, to know and love of a GoFest in-person experience with habitats, merchandise stores. There was some food trucks. It was tense. Yeah, all that good stuff, trivia, you know, great stuff like that. But the new one, at least for us here in the States, Berlin got a chance to do this sort of experience before, uh, was this city experience the other half of the day. And that consisted of essentially being like, there's no spawns in the park for you. Go be free, our young trainers. And uh, you were encouraged to go out into the city and explore the active event area seemed to be the entirety of the city from what we could tell and from what other people were telling us when we, you know, met people at night or the next day at the park. Um, and boy, it was raids. It was spawns. <laughs> it was actually, guys, phenomenal. Uh, it was so good. Yes. Don't don't let the park overshadow the city because the city was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So a couple of big highlights here before we start talking about habitats are... Cowboy hat Snorlax, of course. That was a big chase for a lot of people. Combi was released. We got mm -hmm. Shiny Panpour released as well. It was really super exciting. Uh, but Kyle, why don't you take uh, us through the... One more. Pan oh. Sage was also available for the first time around here. Oh, that's so right. Yeah. It wasn't shiny, but we... It wasn't shiny, that. but we were like, yeah, we need 20 of these for Brody back home. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Kyle, why don't you step us through the habitats that were in the park experience, and then we'll kind of work from there. So for a traditional GoFest experience, maybe for those who might not have been around as long or don't know or forgotten, they have traditionally set up habitats in strategic parts of the event to mimic environments that Pokemon might live in. In the past, there's been a volcano. There's been a bunch of deserts and rocks. But so this time, there's four. The first one was Oasis, and it was built up around a fountain that was featured, that already existed in Seattle Center. And it had trees that had pinat berries in it. Yeah. And the water, like, spewed pretty high and splashed onto 
the grass that they put there. You could go and run through it if you wanted to. I wouldn't recommend the Pokemon trainers to do that, and I think everyone didn't. So that's good. <laughs> but there were a lot of younger trainers that were having yeah. the time of their life down there, too. So it was really pretty cool. I believe the fountain was called International Fountain. Uh, something, that one's going to Something me. close to that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was, it was really cool. It's in, like, a nice divot in the ground. Uh, if you see the picture for the end of day two, that's where they gathered everybody for yeah. it. It was really exciting there. Yeah. Also, I believe the group picture for the beginning of day two. I think they did both halves. Mm-hmm. Day two, by the way, was sold out. A total of 30,000 trainers was the figure that we heard. It was 15,000 in you know, each park experience. Um, and, oh, just for some context, this was in Seattle City Center. Um, sorry, Seattle Center. So if you're not familiar with what that is, it's where the Space Needle is and lots of museums and, and some park space and things like that. And basically they had to build uh, their habitats around some pre-existing things. So keep that in mind. So the, the fountain is a good example uh, to start with with Oasis. What, what sort of Pokemon were we seeing there? We don't have to give the full list, but some highlights. I mean, I mean this one's not a secret. This one was water. You, you think about it, it was water. There was Staryu. There was Lapras. Dwebble. Panpour. Uh, Panpour was spawning here. Gibble, because he's a land shark, I guess. They're like, hey, put him in there. Whatever. Hey. hey. <laughs> uh, and good lord, I can't even think of other water Pokemon right now. It's been a day. But <laughs> Poliwag? Poliwag was Poliwag there. Poliwag was for there. Sure. Tall boys. That's for sure. Tall boys, because they're, yeah. they're, pine, they're uh, palm, palm trees, trees yeah. and that's what the pineapps were on. So it was pretty cool. It was it cool. Was the fountain was fun. But we have more biomes to go over. I would quick. say one one negative of Oasis first, though, is that there was almost no shade. Yes. Oh. There was a lot of concrete. The water was fantastic and stuff like that. But especially on day three, which we just went through, um, it was pretty warm. Seattle's about to go through a heat wave. And it was a little out in the open. That being said, there was plenty of shade on the periphery where the spawns still were. But yeah. the main middle part was definitely yeah it's like stay away yeah yeah it was getting hot but it it wasn't too hot Mm -hmm. yet right but other biomes we had there was dreamland or dreamlandscape i can't remember the full name right now dreamscape dreamscape it was one of those three combination of words (laughs) this was the the juicy biome this is the one that you really like wanted to be in if you were targeting some of the rarest stuff this was where Cabo had Snorlax was spawning. Yep. It also had stuff like Sableye, had Litwick, Yamask, and then other psychic types like Drowsy. Abra. Uh, Abra. Uh, yeah. Jinx was spawning there. Yeah, we caught a bunch of shiny... Well, we didn't caught a bunch. We both caught a shiny Jinx. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was kind of a cool experience. I'm used to uh, hatching <laughs> those smoochum. <laughs> but, but visually, it was very fun. They went for like very pink and purple colors like you would imagine from psychic types and stuff like mm-hmm. that. They had streamers stretched through this, like, it was like a corridor with pillars on either side. They had, like, reflective light hanging from across the the way. They also had a giant inflatable Snorlax for people to take pictures with. That was the big anchor. That, was, sure. that was fantastic. My favorite part about those streamers in that corridor was the rare candy and star pieces that were in those streamers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They were super reflective in the sun, too. It looked really nice when the sun hit them. So that was great yes it was actually really nice looking the streamers were just fantastic mm-hmm. i didn't get a picture with the snorlax but that's because it was a line basically the entire day every day <laughs> so hard to blame people it was yeah uh, one that we spent a lot of time in 
by happenstance was the Cloud Sanctuary. And they had uh, a big old setup with a bunch of, uh, like... Fake clouds. Fake clouds, yeah. like, with uh, cotton, like, you know, stretched out cotton and stuff like that all over the structures. Bubble they machines. Were bubble machines. Yeah, that was so they cool. They had some people manually shooting bubbles in the air, which was just <laughs> too funny. Yeah, so if you're looking from the Oasis, there was sort of, like, a field of grass, sort of like a mall at a college... And then we go up to like a building on top of that building, which there were ramps, like natural ramps along the sides that went up uh, to make that level. But you could go underneath that building to where the merch store was. And on top of the merch store was this cloud sanctuary, this big inflatable jigglypuff in the middle. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. But some spawns there included like Swablu. Rufflet. Oh, was that was big, my chase. Was the big one there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pansage spawned in that biome. So that mm-hmm. was that was really good yeah. as well. Swirlix. Swirlix and Spritzy because you can't yeah. escape a Pokemon Go event without those two. <laughs> and of course Jigglypuff. They wouldn't just put a big <laughs> inflatable Jigglypuff yep. without Jigglypuff there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the last one was Electric Garden. Which had these really cool, like, uh, giant fl- metal flowers that were in it. And they had also much smaller ones that had, like, the, like, Tesla coils. I don't know what they're called. Where you touch them and it makes an electric current to your hand. Yeah, it was very cool. It makes the light there. Yeah. And that one, that was where Combi was spawning. So that's really all everyone cared about there. Yep, but and no. Like, Helioptile and the uh, Gracidia or Gracidia, whatever, however you pronounce it, the Pikachu yeah. was there as well. So people were, were hunting for that. Um, what was really cool about these spawn locations, though, is that they reached pretty far beyond these sorts of setups. Because in comparison, Kyle and I were talking about this, in comparison to like a Grant Park setup or a Lincoln Park setup that we've had in the past in Chicago, to kind of reference it was a little bit smaller for the sort of curated setup part but it was mostly because they were having to adapt pre-existing structures and decorations and things Um, and so these sorts of spawn and spawn locations would extend into like team tents so for example the instinct tent also enjoyed some electric garden spawns which was pretty cool Mm -hmm. Um, there was a big thing in the middle of the park called the armory which is like where the food court was. It's where we would hang out in between different things that we had to do and stuff like that. All different sorts of events. Uh, that had all the cloud sanctuary spawns as well and a little bit of oasis if you were in a particular corner of it. Um, and then Dreamscape was just kind of like in its own corner doing its own thing. It knew what it had. Yeah. It had the <laughs> Snorlax. They knew it would get everybody over there anyways. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Uh, and then there was one more aspect about it. There was the PvP uh, battle arena and the trading post, which was actually in, I believe it was a, a practice field. Yeah, it was It was in like a football stadium, yeah, basically, yeah. with, with and, crowd, and you went onto the turf and everything. Yeah, it was very cool. One thing to note, very specific about this event, was that if you were, if you had a ticket for the day, um, but it was like for city, you could not go into the park into the trading post area and trade with other people you had to have a matching type of ticket and if you didn't have a ticket at all for that day you were still limited from that you could not trade in the park and you also could not remote raid in the park if you had a ticket they had lots of extra gyms set up so there was no shortage of raids uh kyle and i were uh, pretty uh, like sedentary well i that's kind of a joke, I suppose. <laughs> we weren't moving very much. We were definitely standing up and down a whole lot. Uh, we did some creator meet and greets, which were fantastic. 
Uh, but there were plenty of raids in between. We had some slumps. We were like, let's do the Starcry, you know. So uh, you could only do local raids there. But um, I, I think it was kind of a nice little change of pace, you know. And I kind of understand why they did it with, with space so limited. You don't want people just coming in on their day off and, and taking up time in the trading post, right? Yeah, although it is it was a little bit weird to not be able to trade with someone who didn't have a ticket in like the downtime because there's the hour downtime between the two sets. And it's but it makes total sense when you think about the grand picture, but right. on an individual lever I can see why you'd be upset about it. Yeah, something else to point out is that there was an intermission from one thirty to two thirty. We kept calling it the FOMO free hour. <laughs> it lets you kind of move to where you needed to be between your two tickets or just have a chance to guilt-free sit down, clear out your storage, have a snack, drink yeah, some water. eat something. Yeah. Wow, what a big lesson we learned this weekend to make sure you eat something. <laughs> <laughs> and sunscreen. <laughs> oh, sunscreen, water, food. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. But one thing we mentioned briefly uh, and we have talked about in previous episodes, we did work with Niantic mm-hmm. for this event. Niantic paid for us to come out here, and they paid us to do the uh, notable trainer meet and greet, which we had a fantastic time on. We'll talk about mm-hmm. probably a little bit later. Uh, and we also read, also led raid tours during the city experience, which was fantastic. Yeah, that might have been actually one of my most favorite parts of this entire weekend. Uh, so what that sort of looked like, just to kind of give you an idea, was we had two starting locations that were pretty close uh, to where we were in the park. I guess in in you know uh, relation to how big the city is, uh, we started Olympic Sculpture Park the first day, and the second day we did the public library, and then today we also did the public library again. We kind of condensed some groups down, and then we just went from gym to gym and did some raids and picked up some trainers along the way. And by the time we were done and down by the water, ready for lunch, we had like 40 people. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. I, I think the second day we had four, the third day actually we had 42, right? Yeah. I 42. That was the count. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was crazy. We've led, you know, raid tours before downtown Chicago and stuff like that. We usually have like 10, 12 people like yeah. that. And we so, pick up like two or three stragglers. Yeah, so yeah. it was like, it was great. It was a great experience to just meet people. Steve from It's Super Effective was there. He had his streaming backpack. So if you want to see any of that, it's on his it's on his Twitch channel over there. Yeah, I'll and put a link to that when we get 200 out for sure. Because uh, this is going to be unedited and just sort of like straight from the heart. Because we're uh, very tired and recording on a phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apologize for the quality. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Steve from It's Super Effective and Brooke as well. Um, so, I mean, it was just fantastic to raid with them and get to know them and spend some time and their community and, and our community meeting and things like that. It was spectacular. Yeah. And then today we also got to, uh, join, uh, with Ken Pascator and Adam Tuttle from, uh, Lured Up, our friends over there and Yaya from Couple of Gaming. All four of our groups were kind of put into one raid tour today and it was just flawless. It was wonderful. We had a great time. Mm-hmm. Great, great time. Yeah, yeah, is one of our new favorite people, by the way. Yes, so very if you've, true. If you've never heard of the heard of him or a couple of gaming, you should definitely check it out. Yep, check out what the work that him and Izo do. They're they're fantastic. They do uh, streaming content, and they're well, basically they got their start with making graphics. Uh, so you've absolutely seen a couple of gaming graphics. I guarantee you have. There's almost no way you have not. Yeah. 
Um, but also along with these raid tours, we were able to meet a couple of uh, great people and listeners too for the first time. So shout out to you, Megablade, and your brother and your mom. It was great to meet all three of you. Thanks for coming out. And uh, we swapped some Mewtwo's. That was a good time at the meet and greet after that. Um, we also met Greninja Muffin. Hey, man. Thanks for coming out to the meet and greet. It was great to meet you. And a slew of other people. I, I mean, I don't want to go through the whole list. Yeah, and, and, um, <laughs> and we're not going to lie. We do not remember right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's yeah. all cloudy up here. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting on the edge of my bed, and I'm very tempted to just lay, lay down. <laughs> uh, so, But before Chris lays down, we want to talk about some impressions we had. We've been to... You know, three in-person GoFests. We've done two stay-at-home fests. And kind of just to see how stuff lies and, and what it compares to everything else. Yeah. Chris, do you want to go first? Otherwise, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Okay, sure. Thank you. I, was, I appreciate you giving me the floor first. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say it was overall a, a very, very positive experience. Uh, I think the staff, especially now that we got a chance to see a little bit behind the scenes and how some things work, everything was, was very well managed. Every issue that popped up was uh, dealt with as quickly as possible within their control. I believe the first day there were some issues with Facebook login, but that wasn't necessarily Niantic's fault or Pigo's fault, right? Uh, and then also for Verizon coverage the first day, something like that, I believe there was a, a couple of issues. Something There was, there was some, some tech something that happened, yeah. and Niantic was really on top of it in terms of trying to compensate and making the event the best it could be with what they could do. Yeah, they extended the experience that was shortened because of Facebook logins and some other related issues. In the first day, they extended the game play time of the people that were in the park at the end of the day, I believe was the case, the first day, and then gave some more time for people that wanted to come back the second day that were there the first day to kind of make up that time. Yeah, it's, it's not a perfect solution. We can't pretend it's a perfect solution, but... It is an attempt at fixing it when it's not even really there. Yeah, and it's not like three months later. Yeah, you know, it was immediate. So thank you for that. That was, uh, I, th yeah. I think, a great pivot, Niantic, for sure. Um, so that being said, I think it it was this return to form. Absolutely, in my mind, I have not felt this fantastic and happy, and and my heart has not been this full since we've had our last go fest. Stay at home fests are fine. They're great. They're fantastic. Our meetup was great. It absolutely was. Uh, but, you know, an in-person GoFest is a special thing. It absolutely is. and It's, it's uh, a it, different level, for sure. It was firing on all cylinders for us, yeah. I think. What about you, Kyle? How did you... What was your, like, major takeaway from everything? Well, I mean, just first, first and foremost, this is probably, like, the best week of the year right now for me. <laughs> it's not even close. This was... It was a kind of surreal experience to be able to work with Niantic, but... The event itself was just, it was really, really good. I think one of the things they really nailed was the spawns and the density. It just felt good wherever you went. And I think the city experience was better than the park experience. Mm -hmm. You couldn't target what you wanted as precisely. But for once, the pool of Pokemon in the general pool for the city experience was like, it was like 75% good and 25% filler. Which is, it's usually, you know, 90-10. So, <laughs> in the other way. Right. And so, like, that that duality there was probably the best part of what they accomplished here, for sure. Yeah, for an example, like, Cowboy Hat Snorlax was spawning in the city experience. So was Rufflet. Yeah, Rufflet, um, Sableye, yeah. Staryu, uh, the monkeys were spawning in the city as well. Mm -hmm. So, yep. 
and you, you know you didn't see stuff like spritzy or swablu in the city and that's the big takeaway for me yes 100 percent. yeah what was also really cool was that when we were doing these raid trains we had non-ticketed people come and join us and they were still able to you know hop in the train and still participate on their mm-hmm. days off because you know maybe you had a park experience the next morning but your favorite creator was doing a raid tour uh the morning uh, the mornings in general right so you could choose another day and show up to those raid trains it was it was very cool yep one takeaway though from that that i want to take is the negative here and all the positivity was there was a like an ultra unlock bonus it's sorry it's very hard to keep track of because of how busy we were for how many raids done unlock two times raid experience for everybody globally and that didn't unlock until the last day and that's not really that cool because it means everybody who played Friday, they're probably like commuting back home on Sunday and they're like missing half of the bonus anyways. And, you know, you got an in-park bonus as well if you bought the Raid Enthusiast perk. I don't remember the name of it, unfortunately. <laughs> so with that bonus and the two times, you were getting 60,000 experience per Legendary Raid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people didn't get that. And that's... It's a it's nice that the bonus was worldwide, but only being the eight hours on Sundays, rough. That's true, but thankfully it also unlocked the ultra unlock stuff, which we'll talk about in episode two hundred, the entire Hisuian event and Bravery Raid Day, which is going to be really exciting. Um, but yeah, I think I would agree there too. It seemed a little bit too almost too well tuned. It was almost. Yeah. You know, halfway through the day, we're like, oh, wow, like, you know. We, we kind of talked about it, a lot, a lot of other content creators and stuff like that, and some fans. Sunday was the day to play uh-huh. for this event. Uh-huh. Saturday was packed. Which is cool. Which is awesome, but yeah. depending on how you're feeling about the crowds. And Sunday was a lot lighter. Still plenty of people, but, you know, you have more space to play, and also you had that raid bonus, and mm. also you had all the inside intel from everybody who played Friday and Saturday, and shared it with everybody that's true the only downside is a lot of the merch was sold out yeah yeah that's true that's true but it's okay that's okay you don't want to wait in a three-hour line a lot of people did though more power to you for kudos that one. kudos you got what you came for yeah absolutely mm-hmm. but i think it's time to move on to what was your favorite catch of the event for you chris oh okay i caught a uh actually no i was about to say it was the hundo dialga but it's not it's not. I did a lucky trade with Zoe Two Dots, and I got finally. It's we've been lucky friends for like two and a half, almost three years, I think, and uh, finally got the opportunity and uh, snagged a clef key, much to Kyle's chagrin. But it went lucky, of course. It was a lucky trade, and it was a hundo. <laughs> I lost it. It was so great, uh, and uh, just thanks, Zoe. That was a good trade. Very, very happy about it. I, ble- I, sh- I gave up a shiny pan pour for it, and I would do it again. I mean, Chris caught three, so don't don't be like, oh, no. Hey, hey. Play off, man. What about you? What was your favorite catch? Uh, when I started the event, we were talking, like, what's your chase? What do you want? What do you want? We didn't really know what was spawning at the time. But then I saw the spawns. I'm like, I want your mask. I saw it, and I'm like, I need shiny Yamask. I forgot about Yamask. And Dreamscape, by the way. It was spawning in the Dreamscape, yep. But we were in the city for the first day, obviously, and I was like, I want it, I need it, and I got it in like an hour. Mm-hmm. 
and I was so happy. Doesn't matter. It was it was so early in the event. I caught two more over the course of the event, and I was just as happy each time. I am so happy I can actually evolve one and power it up without having to worry about it. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Love that. Yep. Yeah, shiny rate was f- spectacular for this entire event. Uh, probably the best I've ever seen. And now, is that because the rate is better, or is it because there were more things there that had shiny possibility? Kind it's of up to you. I think it's yeah. definitely a combination. They did really good. I think I'd have, I'll have to look at the list when I get home. Probably 90% of what spawned could be shiny. Yeah, there were like only one or maybe two in the pool that could not be. Yeah. It was, uh, like, it was like it was like spritzy, uh, slurpuff, whatever the, the, that. Swirlix. Swirlix, there gotcha, you go. Gotcha. And pan sage. Those are the only ones. Oh, and Litwick. Litwick was spawning and not yeah, shiny. Yeah, yeah. But Litwick is Litwick, and so I caught it. But <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get the next cell candy in anticipation. Yes. That's right. Yep. That's right. <sighs> and so, with that, gotta give us just some final thoughts on GoFest 2022 and maybe where it stands with all the other GoFests and just the overall experience then. Okay. So you're asking me to compare it to other GoFests? I think you have to compare it. Yeah. You have to compare. As much as I don't want to, I would. All right. So, Big Con, it wasn't in Chicago. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, <laughs> it's a semi con. It's like, it's, like a, it's a half con. Yeah, but we're biased. Yeah, we are biased. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not sure that's that's very clear or not. Yes, I've been, I've been, I was saying it all week to everyone who's like, how's it compare? How's it compare? I'm like, I'm from Chicago. You, I'm, I have the wrong answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> Seattle's great. I love Seattle, Kyle. Have you had a good time in Seattle? Yeah, I though? mean, it's great. I did not get to do as much touristy stuff as I wanted, but it's mm-hmm. business, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we have about four hours that we're beg borrowing and stealing tomorrow um, instead of probably sleeping in like we should. Uh, we're going to go do some touristy things tomorrow before the plane, but yeah. But I would say in comparison to other GoFests, it's interesting to see that with the two years off, with the stay-at-home fests... That this came together almost back to uh, perfect form, in my opinion, um, as well as it did, you know? And I think part of it is that it had to kind of coexist with this great center space. Uh, You know, that kind of gave it some more flesh on the bones Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, this whole, here's a flat plane of grass, let's transform this whole thing overnight. So I think that that was more helpful to them and some pre-existing things like the armory that that food court already being there was really nice. So I would say if this wasn't my best GoFest experience, it's at least tied with probably year three. I think I'm going to have to agree. I think it's better than 2018. Like I, I can say that pretty comfortably. Yeah. This was a great experience and not just because of all the the extra and stuff that we had going on but the park and event experience itself was fantastic and everything that they've learned over the past two years they really did make a better experience because of it yeah and my my only downside chris kind of listed as an upside was the park it felt really restricted because of being in an existing space which is okay that's that's a choice but it was definitely a downside for me overall. It kind of felt like I didn't have any purpose to be driven through the park, except that I knew Snorlaxes were on the other side. But isn't that enough? I mean, it it certainly was enough. We did 35 <laughs> miles in the last, like, two and a half days. 
So we're beat. <laughs> we're certainly beat. That's for sure. Oh, can I say one more highlight? Yeah, yeah, sure. I finally got my platinum team go rocket badge yeah. or medal. Medal finished. Oh I, my gosh! I got my platinum. Uh, I don't remember the name of it for visiting new Pokestops. Sightseer. Sightseer. Yeah, yeah, I got platinum sightseer and then some. I'm like, yep. I'm like twenty percent over it now. We're flexing, we're flexing our casual muscles right now <laughs> yeah, for so, some of our listeners. That's for yeah, sure. Someone's like, ah, oh, platinum rocket. I'm like, quadruple platinum. <laughs> Moo, we're looking at you. Yeah, Moo, but... <laughs> we're just looking at you the other day, but we're really looking at you now. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Defye, uh, uh, Team Magma Tyler. And uh, Legendary Moo as well. Thank you, three of you, for coming out. It was great to hang out with you. I know DeFi had a lot of socializing and first meeting to do with a lot of G- uh, GBL, PVP people in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was phenomenal from what I could hear from uh, her experience. And uh, Moo and Tyler also said they had a great time. So across the board, people seem to really like it. And, and that's a win. <laughs> that is absolutely a win, especially nowadays. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what? I think we're probably done here. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's bedtime. We're, we're no, gonna... no, we have to pack, actually, guys. We have to pack. We have to pack. That's right. Because we have to check out and then check our bags. We can go to, like, a museum or something and then hop on a plane and fall asleep. Yeah. Yep. All right, well, thanks for listening. We will be back for episode 200 in just a couple of days uh, when we record that. And I'm just going to probably push this and publish it as is. So enjoy this very raw, unedited take on GoFest 2022 Seattle. And thank you, Niantic, again for, for bringing us out here. We really just had the best week ever. It was fantastic. Yeah. Okay, you good? I'm just you good? At, yeah, I'm just you slap good? happy. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.